you got to measure your numbers, folks. You've got to, you know, know exactly what your metrics are, but you are the big metric. You're the big metric. And it depends on what you're believing, uh, how you're identifying, who you're becoming constant. And these aren't end goals. These are like you're constantly evolving because let's look at Elon Musk. One of the things I started to say in the last decade, and now everybody's saying it, but that's okay. I think it's great because it's true that this decade, we're going to have our first trillionaire. Life is an endless stream of challenges, but no worries. Manoj is bringing the world's best minds right here for you. My gosh, Manoj, you just blew my mind. Thank you, universe. Manoj, thank you. I'm so grateful. Makes me feel a bit better. Thank you. Bootstrapping Your Dreams is here to give you what you need to succeed. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. I'm your host, Manoj Agarwal, and today we'll be talking with J.V. Crum III. So J.V. is the founder and CEO of Conscious Millionaire Institute, LLC, which is a global entrepreneurship, business coaching, training, and wealth product business. J.V. is also a mindset and strategy expert, helping entrepreneurs and service providers scale their businesses to profitable margins from six figures to seven figures, and even eight figures. Best-selling author of the book, Conscious Millionaire, which has become number one book on Amazon, striking 50,000 downloads in just three days. JV is also a keynote speaker, licensed attorney, and host of the number one ranked Conscious Millionaire podcast, which I was uh, honored to be a part of. Uh, Inc. Magazine named Conscious Millionaire Show, one of the top 13 business podcasts as a nationally syndicated radio show and podcast. And it is heard by over 12 million people in 190 countries. Welcome, JV. I'm so excited to have you. Well, first of all, I am excited to be here. And I want to say hi to everybody, because if you're tuning into this, you're listening to the right podcast. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to do my best to just give you every ounce of value I have in me, because I want you to have a lot of takeaways and When I'm a guest, I want you to be able to take the information we discussed, put it into action, grow your business, and make a powerful difference on this planet. Yeah, and and JV has a lot of insights. I'm really excited uh, about this conversation. But before we get into all that, let's get to know you. I mean, you have a very um, unique uh, background. You you have you are an attorney, then you became an entrepreneur, and it's like uh, you've you've crossed many many paths, and you have done many many things. So Help us understand who you are, how you got here, and what your journey has been like. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, basically, I'm this little boy from this poor town called Haklawaha that had about two or 300 people, and we didn't have you know, any money, and sometimes we didn't have food. And so when I was five years old, I said, well, th- you know, mom and dad are smart, but like they're broke all the time. Something's wrong with this picture. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what's the solution? And, you know, when you're a little boy, little girl, you know, you have these hero dreams. And I said, oh, I know. I'll grow up and be a millionaire. Well, you know, that sounded like that would take care of the problem. And (laughs) at at 25, I did become the millionaire. I had the four-story home, the Mercedes, the trips to Europe. Uh, But, you know, three months later, there was a major pivot point. Because as a little boy, my dream was to get the nice house and, you know, the car and all that stuff. You know, the trappings. But it only took me three months to realize something was missing. And I had a meltdown day where I was standing in my living room, looking out at the bay with all the sailboats and the, 
and the palm trees blowing in the wind. And I said, something is wrong with this picture. And in less than 60 seconds, I also said, which was very true at age 25, I don't even like myself and I'm horrible at relationships. Just ask anybody I had a relationship with. And I said, what's missing? Because, you know, I got all this nice stuff, but I, I don't feel fulfilled all of a sudden. And I feel fortunate that I had just enough money, just early enough to figure out that wasn't the answer. Mm. Now, I didn't want to get back the house and, and have to live in the house that I grew up in. But I said, I got to go search. And I went out and I did sweat lodges and Tony Robbins and all these different gurus and looking. And what I basically found, it took me a while, a slow learner on this one, was I wasn't living any purpose. Mm. I was just making money. And I think making money is a great thing. But Conscious Millionaire grew out of that where let's make money by positively impacting the world, doing things that uplift humanity and make us feel fulfilled as well. Because I can guarantee you, I've worked with a lot of clients. If you aren't doing something that connects with you inside, with your soul, with your purpose, with your reason for being on this planet, you know, you can get all the mansions and Rolls Royces and jets and yachts you want. And that's a great thing. I have nothing against all of that. But if you do it and you don't have a sense of meaning, and everybody who's listening to this probably either personally knows or knows of someone who's been through that journey, and then they have, they have the meltdown. They have mm -hmm. the drug meltdown. They have the sex meltdown. You know, their life falls apart because there's nothing actually going on mm -hmm. that has meaning in their life. And, and so I work with a lot of clients. Some of them need to find the meaning. Others want to find, well, how do I make more wealth? But they all want to put it together and get all of that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, finding your purpose is, is the force that drives you. And um, uh, it basically helps you to enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. Right. Um, so now, you know, having, having worked with uh, all these uh, clients and going on your journey from what I read about your journey, you also um, lived with some monks in monasteries. Um, uh, yes, I did. When I sold the companies at that point, uh, I had an unusual group of graduate degrees. I seem to have been collecting them. Uh, undergrad, I was pre-med, pre-seminary. Then I got a graduate degree in uh, clinical psychology, I'm a licensed attorney. I got my MBA. And all of that, I was still very focused on human potential and consciousness. Mm -hmm. So when I sold the companies, one of the first things I did is I went and lived at a Buddhist monastery. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, I went there to learn to meditate. Uh, mm. And I, I have to say, if you want to learn to meditate, probably no better place than, than a Tibetan Buddhist monastery. Because uh, that's about all. You, um, you know, my favorite day was silent day and we'd meditate 12 hours a day. And, but, you know, you really come present. And it, it shifted me in so many powerful ways. And then I went and lived at Esalen on the Big Sur coast, which is really the Esalen Institute in Big Sur is where the human potential movement began uh, and did a lot of inner work uh, there mm. as well. So that really helped me realize, oh, there's a better way to do business than just money. And I didn't want other people to have the same misery that I had. I mean, it may yeah. sound like, well, how miserable can you be in this beautiful home and, you know, Mercedes yeah. and Porsches and all of that, but you can be. And I was, 
I wasn't happy with my life. I was just making money. I want people to make money and lots of it, but I want them to do it in a way that fulfills them. And right now, if you're listening and you're not fulfilled, but you have the money piece, you know, I know the missing piece and the missing piece is digging inside and finding that purpose and starting to express it. Because here's what I figured out. Every person on this planet, it's not an accident. I don't think any of us are here by an accident. I think that we're here with a purpose and it's to uplift humanity and make it a better world. Mm-hmm. And that's the best business you could ever do. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Although I'm jealous of your experience uh, living with the monks. I hope I get to do someday. <laughs> uh, but I can also relate to what you said, like, you know, having wealth uh, and professional success um, and missing uh, missing a huge part of how you can sort of uh, enjoy that success, share it with others, ha- help others uplift. If you don't have that, you know, everything falls apart. I've gone through it myself multiple times. And now I'm on the same journey as you. So tell tell me a little bit about in your experience, when you work with entrepreneurs and, uh, sure. you know, type A personalities, how, what percentage do you think is sort of a little bit aware of what, what this is all about? Or is are most people just sort of money focused? Or do you think the consciousness of, this purpose-driven life is is catching hold? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think people kind of divide into a couple of groups. Uh, I think there are people who are, I'm just going to say, kind of lost, you know, that they're living on the surface of life, but they don't have that depth yet. The people who come to me, they're asking bigger questions. They want to get bigger results, but they want to really evolve themselves, and they're aware that something's missing. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to play so much bigger. You know, nobody comes to me and they go, oh, like I'm making all the money I want. No, they always want more money. Mm-hmm. But the people who come to me, they want to do what I would call, they want to do the work because they've come to a place of realizing maybe they plateaued or they're stuck or things aren't quite working in the business. It's not going to the new level the way they want. And they realize they've come to look in the mirror and realized, and, you know, people will just tell me this on my first call with them. I think I'm the problem. And then I go, mm. I think you are too. So yeah. why don't we why don't we work on you yeah. and, and evolve you and work on your interior world? Because when I work on mindset, I work on mindset and strategy and execution, but it's mainly mindset and strategy. But people will come to me and they go, well, I think my marketing's not working. And I'll go, that may be true. But if you try to fix it today with the same person you are, that created the problem in the first place. This is going back to Einstein. You can't yeah, exactly. solve the problem yeah. with, with what causes the problem. And, and so I work on three areas inside and I've done so much work with people that I've created my own inner cosmology in a way. Mm-hmm. So the first level is beliefs. Mm-hmm. And every belief that you have is either in that scarcity pool or what I call limitless abundance. And I've created a tool uh, for each one of these areas. I want to give the tool to you because I want you to be able to take this and start putting it into action right now today. This is is journal stuff. So the question you need to ask yourself is what do I need to believe in order to achieve X in Y time? So X is that big goal and Y is whatever time period. And I encourage people to start out when they are playing with this to start it with a 30-day goal. And the reason is it puts more pressure on you mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. the result. Like if you go 12 months, I'll tell you what you're going to do. The first 10 months, you're not going to do anything. 
Yeah. Right? Like, oh, you know, I got 12 months to do this. Yeah, so yeah. why don't you just take that? I'm, I'm on big goals. I am like, I pressure people to have, have big goals, right? Yeah. So I go, take that 12 month goal and turn it into 30, 30 days and ask yourself what has to happen for you to get there. Cause that's a lot more fun and exciting, right? Yeah, so yeah. The, the tool is, what do I need to believe to achieve X in Y time? And then you've got beliefs and underneath them, you have personal identity. This mm -hmm. is how you show up. This is how you see yourself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And now we've got to evolve that to a much higher level. And here's the question for that. Who do I need to become to achieve X and Y time? Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. you're looking at, well, I'm going to have to become a different person. And when you start writing down, well, I need to become this person. I need to become a person with hyper-confidence. I need to become somebody who's bold and, and like you don't sit there going, oh, it's Friday afternoon. They're probably not going to answer their call. I'm not going to, you know, try to do a business deal on Friday afternoon. And you go, uh-uh, I'm calling these people. I'm going to be yeah. bold, right? Who do you need to become? Maybe you need to become somebody who takes time to reflect. Maybe you need to meditate like I do, right? So you create space for you to get the answers. And then at the rock bottom, the foundation is what I call personal reality. And personal reality is all about possibility. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to illustrate this by talking about Elon Musk. Now, I have mm -hmm. to say, some people may not like him. I happen to be a huge fan. And I'm a huge fan uh, for multiple reasons. You know, um, he, he, he is someone who you would not normally expect, depending on the day, uh, you know, in the stock valuations, being the richest man on the planet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't yeah. think he was going to be that. But yeah, yeah. look at everything he's doing. It has consciousness to it. Tesla has consciousness. He's really started a revolution, you know, kind of like Whole Foods started a revolution. Now everybody has organic vegetables. Every grocery store has green products, right? And, and now everybody's following Tesla, but he started it. And then the SpaceX idea of let's look at how we're going to colonize other planets, other solar uh, parts of our solar system. It, there's consciousness to all of this, and he does it in a way that's very savvy and makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the question. Show of hands, you're listening, just go ahead, put your hand up. Well, got to show you my hand there, right? How many people believe that, that Elon Musk is going to figure out how to send a rocket to Mars with people on it? Yeah. And when I ask that to audiences, almost everybody puts up their hand. Yeah. And then I go, all right, now how many of you believe you're going to send a rocket to Mars with people on it? And virtually nobody puts up their hand. Yeah. yeah. So my question is, is Elon just smarter? Or is he living in a different reality than you are? Now, there are two pieces to this. One is Elon doesn't just believe it's possible to do that. Elon believes it's possible for him. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's the essence of this foundation. And this is where if you do this work, I guarantee you, you're going to take who you are to such a new level that those old strategies aren't even going to interest you because you're going, my God, I wouldn't play in big enough. That's the problem, right? I want, I'm leaving money on the table every day. That's the problem. But the reason I'm doing it is that I don't see it's possible for me. So I create possibility maps. It's something that I've created myself and I work with clients and I help them create these maps of possibility of what needs to be possible. Now you'll see the third question. 
what needs to be possible for me to achieve X in Y time? So now you've got three questions. What do I need to believe? Who do I need to become? And what needs to be possible for me to achieve X and Y times? Because everything I do is all results oriented. I'm trained yeah, yeah. as a tax attorney. So I'm a super numbers geek. I go, you got to measure your numbers, folks. You've got to you know, know exactly what your metrics are. But you are the big metric. Yeah, You're the big metric. And it depends on what you're believing, uh, how you're identifying, who you're becoming constant. And these aren't end goals. These are like you're constantly evolving. Because let's look at Elon Musk. One of the things I started to say in the last decade, and now everybody's saying it, but that's okay. I think it's great because it's true that this decade, we're going to have our first trillionaire. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, it may be Elon, it may be Jeff Bezos, or it may be an unknown suspect because the speed of transformation, specifically because of technology, right? The speed of transformation because of technology, and it's not just one technology, it's like, well, how could I put AI and VR together? Yeah. In yeah, a yeah. unique way nobody else has done. Because that's what's going to happen. And you're going to have somebody out of the blue, perhaps, you know, all of a sudden they were worth nothing. And now they're worth 100 billion and then 200 billion and then 300 billion. So it'll be fascinating to see who wins the race because mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a positive race, right? Yeah. yeah because yeah. the person who gets there is likely going to be changing the world in a powerful way. Mm. You know, that's, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of Peter Diamandis. I'm in his group. And, you know, there is infinite abundance in the world. The question is, how do we as human beings tap it for society and uplift every person on this planet so everybody has food, you know, everybody has water, everybody has a place to live. But solving those problems, those big problems, how do we create energy and not put carbon in the atmosphere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the big problems, but they're exciting problems because they change society, they change humanity, they change our lifestyles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they change absolutely. our future. That's absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. No, that that's very well said. And uh, I'm also a fan of uh, Elon Musk and the the way that he does things. It's uh, it's mind blowing. So, thank you for sharing that. Now, that takes care of a lot of the mindset things. Now, you said the next step is strategy. So, right. What what can you share about that? Yeah. So the strategies, one of the things that I have uh, my clients do, because my clients are typically seven, eight figure entrepreneurs. And one of the things uh, I found is that they're doing linear thinking rather than expansive, limitless thinking. Mm -hmm. So they're going, this has to happen. This has to happen. This has to happen. That's not the way it works. In a quantum world, it's like all these different pieces interacting with each other so the real way to, to think of strategy is you think of, you know, it's almost like hacking the strategies, right? It's like you're going, okay, what group of strategies are most likely to be testable? And then we can find out what result they have, but you're not looking within the box. I was just mm -hmm. doing a, a masterclass uh, two, days, uh, two days ago, and, and I said, there are two ways to live. You can live in the box. And here's what that means. It means that your assumptions about reality, that's your personal reality, those are your assumptions, are going to be your, and your beliefs and your identity are going to be the same tomorrow as they were today and they were yesterday because you're working in a set of a paradigm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of the great solutions that have come in the last few decades 
and all of the ones that are about to come, they're not inside anybody's box because you're willing to crush the box and play outside as Superman or Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I like to use those images because all of us kind of, or you may have your own superhero, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you go, the rules constantly change. You're in a place of dynamic. You're not in a place of static linear. And so you're looking at, well, what would be the limitless thing I could do? And it can be an idea, a strategy that logically you would, you would never have come to. And I, I like it when you have different people with different perspectives working together, yeah, yeah. not this group think, but everybody. And the rule is, what's the craziest strategy we could come up with? Yeah. Well, one of those crazy strategies is going to stick and, it, and they're going to take you someplace so much faster and so much bigger with so much impact and so much more financial success than anything inside the box. So you have to be willing to play in a place where anything can be the rule. Yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. how you need to create your strategies. You are listening to Bootstrapping Your Dream Show with Manu Jagarwal. Businesses face numerous challenges like finding the right product market fit, determining the market size, implementing a winning go-to-market strategy, crafting customer-centric USP, competitive analysis, looking for funding, building up cash flow and profitability. We have made a lot of free resources available to the entrepreneurial community, including this podcast. This podcast. We invite you to check out our websites and follow us on social channels. The links are in the show notes. We hope you find the resources useful and utilize them to grow your business. Grow your business. We also have some programs for entrepreneurs. If you find our content useful, then you will definitely find the programs outstanding so do check them out and going back to your uh, example of elon musk i mean that's uh, that's exactly how he does things like you know coming up with new terms like gigafactory which didn't even exist before he he right. uh, actually um, uh, created the whole thing within a couple of years so so uh, now just so that people can visualize it and if if you can can you give us a, a specific example of a breakthrough maybe with your existing client or so, something that you can demonstrate okay you know this is this is where they were this is what they thought because that will help uh, put this in perspective um you know well i'll, I'll talk to you about my own company sure yeah, you know, yeah. why don't we do that yeah. so at the beginning of this year you know uh, I was thinking about selling it at some point because you want an exit strategy, but I didn't see how I could grow it so quickly as I wanted. And now it's like, well, how fast can I get there? Mm-hmm. And what changed is I started asking new questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I said, you know, for some people in this call, you go, oh, well, that's a low valuation. And for, you know, for other people, you go, well, that's a lot. But at any rate, it's what I want to you sell this for, but it may sell for twice as much. But I want to mm-hmm. sell Conscious Millionaire for at least $50 million. Mm-hmm. So just making that decision, and then I'm a member of another venture capital group, and, and I said, well, I want to do it in 10 years. That was about a month ago. And everybody on the call gave me some positive grief. They said, mm-hmm. uh, JV, JV, why aren't you going to do that in five years? Mm-hmm. This is like a four-hour call, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, by the end of it, I'm sitting there scribbling, right? And I smiled at everybody. I said, I want you to know I'm now asking how can I do it in five years? Now, just the act of asking that has 
all already brought me to a completely different plan for next year mm-hmm. than I had, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm going, well, wait a minute. If I'm going to get here, I got to be here next year. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to be open to things like how am I going to bring some software into mm-hmm. what we offer, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I know the valuations on software Absolutely. are much higher, Absolutely. right? Yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden I started looking at how do I grow this so I make more impact, but it's not even the revenue because we both know that's not the valuation point. But what do I do that's going to add valuation? Mm-hmm. So I started asking totally different questions because I had a different outcome. And so that brought about completely different strategies. It's like, oh, well, we're going to get into this business. That's yeah. how we're going to deliver things. And that was even what I thought at the beginning of the year. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So um, one question that also comes to mind is, you know, I I work in similar sort of uh domain i work with artificial intelligence and a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to figure things out put things together and many of many of the people that i work with they are uh, they are slaves to conventional thinking and when right. when, when i well, try that's to that sort of, linear strategy exactly about, exactly right? and when i when i try to bring them up and show them this new need these new possibilities uh, there's a, a lot of disbelief and i think one of the key things as you mentioned meditation is i find that a very very differentiating factor in terms of people who are open and and can see a little bit uh, uh you know uh, uh, something hidden behind the veil um how much of uh, how much uh, impact does meditation have on one's thinking and and being able to you know apply these principles in in your opinion Well, I, I can I can answer that by saying all of my high level private clients, part of the rules that we discuss for me to work with you, you know, you can't even pay me to work mm-hmm. with you if you will not agree to meditate and you will not agree to exercise. Mm-hmm. You have to do this on a regular basis. We start out with you have to do it at least three times a week. Five would be better, mm-hmm. but and then you have to give me a form the day before every coaching session. and on that form are eight questions and one of them is about exercise and one of them is about how many times did you meditate mm-hmm. and then i create a custom empowerment audio which comes out of my 9 years of nlp training and ericksonian hypnosis and they have to listen to that every day twice mm-hmm. or i won't work with them cuz i go if you're if you're going to pay me and you say you want to get results then you've got to do the stuff that's going to get results yeah. here's the thing that i think is so powerful and 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 You know, if you're listening to a meditation app and you'd like that that's fine but that's not what you're going to have to do with me mm-hmm. uh, at least once a day is I do vipassana meditation yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I learned at the Tibetan uh, monastery and that's just focusing on your breath. Yeah, Now, yeah. what is that really all about? Well, my meditation instructor at the at the monastery, the first session we had together, they told me something that was mind-changing and it was actually mm-hmm. mind-blowing. and they said meditation is just the practice of being present mm-hmm, all you, that's mm-hmm. all you're doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but there are a couple of things you get out of meditation one you learn to be present you cannot make good business decisions worried about the past or the future you can yeah. only make them just right now in the flow synchronicity occurring because i teach people how to get in that flow but being in the flow is about being present mm-hmm. the other thing you get out of meditation is it literally starts creating space in your mind 
And as you create, you know, some people, you know, they, they want to have a little argument with me. They're, they're not going to win. And so mm-hmm. they say, I don't have time to meditate. And I go, you don't have time not to meditate. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The meditation is going to give you more time. Yeah, so if, yeah. you, if you spend 15 minutes or 30 minutes meditating, you've opened up space in your mind for new ideas. And folks, I don't, I hope I'm not the bearer of bad news, but those ideas don't even come from you. They come from a bigger mind. They come from a bigger space. They come from universal intelligence, but you can't receive them if there's no space in your mind to put it. Mm -hmm. It's like the teacup that's filled to the top with tea. There's no room for any more tea, right? And that's what my meditation instructor said. You're like, when they first met me, he said, you're just like a teacup full of tea. And they were right. They were right. And so I had to learn to like get rid of some of the tea so there was room for some more better Absolutely. tea. And Absolutely. you've got to create space to allow for more things in. And in the process, you're learning to be present. So spending 15 to 30 minutes, you know, three or five times a day, uh, a week, meditating is one of the most important things you could do if you are serious about impacting the world and making more money doing it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, it has changed my life. And uh, so, you know, so many other people that I I, uh, I interact with, uh, they, I mean, I've just seen so much change, so much positive uh, change, not only in them, but also people around them in their family, in their business life. So, so I also uh, completely agree with you. Meditation is, is such an important thing. Now, coming back to the last step, which is one of the most, I think, uh, uh, you know, most uh, important steps uh, when it comes to once the big ticket items like uh, mindset and strategy is done, execution. Because a lot of people fail at even simple things because, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's it's difficult to deal with all the challenges that come in your life. I'm going to give you the big secret that I tell every private client because... This is where the execution, you know, hits the road and really works. And you you scale quickly is most founders and CEOs are doing way many things that are not getting the right outcome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've, I force people to get clear about what's the top 10% that really matters. Now, some of that other stuff may still need to be done, but now you may have to learn the skill that you've been avoiding. It's called delegate it. Get yeah. it off your plate. And then some of it, it turns out, just doesn't matter. But I find that when you get it, when you're forced down to 10%, there, like you're looking in the mirror and there's no lies left, right? Because you're only spending your time doing the things that matter. And every day you have your number one priority. And if the other stuff doesn't happen, guess what? By definition, it's not as important. But if you get yeah. that number one priority done day after day after day, and that takes a lot of focus. That takes You have to shift your habits. I mean, I'm saying it like it's easy. It's not easy. Yeah. But, but when you do that and you're executing just on what matters, all of a sudden your business is going to take off yeah. because you're putting the fuel in the right place. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, that's a very good point and it ties back to what you said originally, where um, when you have more space, you you can let go of the control as well. Because I think letting go of the control of a business is the hardest thing for an entrepreneur because it's basically their baby. But then when you have more space, when your mindset is right, you you develop that ability to let go and, 
and delegate and trust. Well, people. and that let going and that control you mentioned, such an important part of all this is we as entrepreneurs um, lie to ourselves. I, I, I know it seems like, oh my God, I lie to myself. We all lie to ourselves. I have to coach myself and I have coaches as well mm-hmm. in that we tell ourselves that we're the best in the world at everything we do. <laughs> Truth yeah. is, we're probably not the best yeah. at maybe everything but one thing or yeah, two exactly. things. Yeah, and everything yeah. else we do, we might do it with reasonable competency, but there's somebody else that does it better than we do. And we need to find that person and give it to them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. once you let go of that that kind of fake facade that I have to be so in control that I'm the best at everything, and God forbid that you've got to micromanage everything, right? Because I remember I, I was in my fortunately I got rid of that in my 20s. You know, in my 20s, I had 50 people working in my company and I was I was micromanaging. Mm. But then I finally you get worn out. Yeah, right? yeah, you like, right. you go, I cannot do all these people's jobs and check yeah. all their work, you know, like. And so I start, sometimes I, I found I had to hire different people because not everybody wants to be self-starting. So now if you want to work with me, it's so simple. And it's actually a great I'm a great person to work with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you total control, but I'm going to give you total responsibility. And at the end of the day, I get a one page report from each person who works with me. And in 30 to 60 seconds, I know exactly what happened. And if I scan, I go, wait a minute, where's that? Like I was expecting that there's an email that goes back. Did this get done? Because I don't see it on the report. Right. But I'm not responsible for getting it done. And I'm not going to micromanage them. I go, it's up to you and, uh, you know, to use systems and to get it done in an efficient way. You know, and we'll give them some systems, but I'm not going to micromanage them. You've got to be a self-starter and a self-manager. But once you make a decision, that's the only people you'll work with. Guess what? Mm-hmm. That's all you'll hire. Yeah. And those people will show up because those people love to work for someone that doesn't micromanage them. They don't yeah. want to go work for that micromanager. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I, uh, it seems like uh, you, you have the secret to, to build a very effective team and not work in your business, but on your business. So, right. so that's awesome. Now, uh, speaking about that, uh, in terms of systems and hiring, um, again, you know, I have interviewed like thousands of people in my careers. And what I found was that most people want results, but they don't want to work for it. Um, and how, what has been your experience like uh, in, in this case? And yeah, how do you, so- how do you, I mean, I'm talking now about building your team. How do you motivate uh, team members? Yeah, these are really important questions. Well, first of all, everything I do, because I'm a systems thinker, right, is even the mindset stuff. If you think about it, I said there's beliefs, there's identity, then under that there's personal reality that's about possibility. There's a system, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to go through that same system with everybody I work with. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have different content. When I hire people, I make sure that one, they're self-starter, that two, they're going to self-manage, that three, they are thinking systems or they'll never be able to work with me. But here's the most important thing, and it gets missed over and over again. The most important thing is that their values and their vision about the kind of difference they want to be making with their life is aligned with your business. And then they're naturally motivated because they want to see this vision fulfilled. They want to see people's lives and humanity impacted. It's not just about the paycheck or the bonuses or the options. 
It's about they believe in the cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they believe in the cause, they are self-motivated. And if they don't believe in the cause or your business is not built on a culture of vision, a yeah. culture of impact, then you're just going to have people that are waiting for their paycheck. And those people are not motivated. Yeah, They're just waiting cool. for the paycheck. It's when they are emotionally uh, involved with what it is that you're doing as a business and the difference you're making out there in the world, your vision, that's when they're going to be self-motivated. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. And and it seems like once again, you know, we have sort of come full circle where if you become self-aware enough, if you have the purpose, then only you can articulate it to other people and then they can self-select themselves and say, okay, yeah, this is something interesting. It is aligned with what I'm doing and, and, and hence self-motivation, right? Right. Well, and it's, um, it's about higher awareness. You're, you, and that's exactly what you brought up is people who want to live in higher awareness want to evolve. They want to become someone they weren't before. Mm -hmm. And so if you have an, a culture that's based on people evolving, and then you only attract and hire people who want to evolve, they, they don't want to stay in the same position. Mm -hmm. Or if in the, they're in that position, they want to grow because the company's growing, right? Mm -hmm. But people who are dedicated to their own evolution are the are the people who are going to be happy in an evolving culture type of business. Mm, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you. I mean, this, uh, as you promised uh, at the beginning of the interview, you brought in a lot of value. And I think uh, people who can really understand, implement this in their life and business, they will see tremendous results. Now, if they want to work with you, if they want to connect with you, if they want to reach out, how can they do that? Well, you know, I have found, um, I, I first did this when uh, uh, I was on, um, Hal's, um, you know, Miracle Morning uh, podcast a couple of years ago, and he was on mine. And I said, you know what, I'm going to give out my cell phone. I've never had anybody abuse it. So mm -hmm. if you you're in a seven or eight figure place, you want to really grow your business significantly financially, whether that's revenue and profits, just depending on your outcome, or it's just that you want to, you know, increase the revenue and take all the cash flow and put it back into increasing revenue. Either way, then you want to positively impact humanity. You want to evolve yourself and you want to evolve how your business is impacting. You want to bring the two together. That's what I specialize in. This is my cell phone. You can text me. You can call and leave a voicemail. Don't worry. I have it on sleep mode at night. You're not going to bother me. I live in Denver, so you know the uh, or, uh, I'm in mountain time. And here's my cell phone. It's 303 641 zero four zero one i'm going to give that one more time it's three zero three six four one zero four zero one and just reach out to me we'll set up a time to talk and i i would love to you know my whole life is entrepreneurship i i sat down recently and i you know because the people i hang out with they're not just entrepreneurs they want to change the world and they want to get rich. They want to get rich by changing the world. And those are my, that's my tribe. I have not made a new friend in 20 years that's not an entrepreneur. Mm. So at this point, <laughs> it's the only people I hang with, right? Because we see the world differently. We, we're kind of like in our own reality. We're, we're, we're making decisions differently. And listen, one of the things, if you've been doing this long enough, I don't have to tell this to anyone. It is not a straight line up. Yeah. It's a roller coaster, yeah, right? Yeah. And Absolutely. you've got to be able to go to sleep at night and, 
and like you're going, what the bleep is going on with my cash flows? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you still got to get to sleep so you can wake up in the morning and deal with it. Exactly. But that's exactly. part of the adventure. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you might as well accept it because it's going to happen. It's part of growing a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, the uncertainty uh, is the path to growth. I think uh, if we take risk, I mean, it comes down to, we, we all read it like, uh, you know, no risk, no reward. So we got to take the risk to, to get the reward. Well, I, I had Chris Ye uh, on with Reed Hoffman, you know, wrote Blitzscaling. He was on my show recently. Uh, and so I went through Blitzscaling and, and uh, looked at their eight principles. And that really influenced me uh, in a positive way. But the, one of them is that you've got to be way out there on the risk curve. Uh, but my belief is if you're going to be on the risk curve, you better understand the upside and the downside of that yeah. risk. Yeah. yeah. Because if that risk goes against you, you better be able to make a decision very quickly. But you also need to be able to notice when the risk is going against you yeah. and quickly pivot to stop it. Because sometimes Absolutely. you've got to stop it at some point. You don't need to go to zero Absolutely. when the risk is going against Absolutely. you. No, that's that's well said. Thank you so much. We'll put that number in the show note as well um, so that people can uh, reach out to you. And I hope uh, you don't uh, have any sleepless nights uh, nights because no. of that. But thank you so much uh, thank, for thank your time you. and thank your you wisdom. So thank you so much for having me on the show. And, and everybody, you know, it's just great uh, that you're listening, that I'm connecting with you. And, and I want to wish you my best because I'm on the planet to help entrepreneurs specifically grow in ways that get them rich and enrich humanity and make humanity a better place. It's bringing those two together. That's what Conscious Millionaire is all about. Awesome. We share that passion for sure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, I'm Sarah, producer of the Bootstrapping Your Dreams Bootstrapping Show. Your Dreams show. This episode has come to an end. Don't forget to check out the episode show notes for the links to the resources mentioned in this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Until the next episode, goodbye. Keep going and keep winning.